Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, back at you with our panel, John Carmichael and Kevin Cadet. Topics worthy of discussion. You know, there was a poll conducted by Forum Research exclusively for Global News. Interestingly enough, they found 50% of Torontonians say they're making conscious decisions to avoid large crowds in public areas over safety concerns. Now, the reason I find this uh, very instructive, this was in the aftermath of the, I guess, the shooting on uh, the Danforth, but just in general, there have been a spate of shootings uh, this year to date. And uh, it was Ipsos, actually, my apologies, that conducted the poll. Uh, But there have been 233 shootings in 2018, up nearly 10% from last year, and 124% from 2014. 30 gun homicides to this point. And uh, to wit, the mayor's decided that uh, because it's an election year after all, uh, he better be perceived to be tough on crime. And he called on Ottawa to toughen bail rules for people accused of gun crime, including no bail at all for repeat offenders. And I'm just wondering, Kevin, I'll start with you, if uh, this is something that makes sense to you. Is it just uh, optics and virtue signaling? Uh, Talked earlier to the president of the Criminal Lawyers Association here in Ontario, and uh, he said there's this broad misperception that somehow getting tough on crime is going to do anything to deter gun crime. What do you say? I'm not actually, I haven't seen the evidence on the the recidivism and whether or not tough on crime actually stops repeat offenders. My suspicion is that it may not, but I still like the disposition of being tough on crime. Uh, not just for repeat offenders, but actually, especially for heinous crimes, first offenders. Uh, I like the idea of mandatory minimums that, unfortunately, the, the judges keep kicking out. Um, part of the challenge, that I think, that Mayor Tory faces on on the issue of tough on crime is it's off his brand. He, he's he, he's governed for pushing four years now as a fairly non-centrist, even, even left-leaning um, mayor, and and has never talked about being tough on crime. So he's he's to a certain extent, politically speaking, a bit of a dollar short and a day late from a reputational side of things. And in the meantime, he's also talking about getting, you know, banning the, you know, possession of any guns in, in Toronto, which which is almost flips out of the coin because they're the same crowd who likes tough on crime. A lot of them actually like the idea of being able, even if they don't own their own guns, be other people owning them. So he's, he's a little bit inconsistent on his messaging on this. Well, yeah, and inter- interestingly enough, in Chicago on the weekend, they got a gun oh. ban there. Uh, 70 people shot, 12 died. That's just one weekend in Chicago. It's going on unabated. And it may cost the mayor, Rahm Emanuel, who used to be the chief of staff for Barack Obama, may cost him his job. They're talking about uh, recall and, uh, you know, having this guy step down. Uh, Some community activists are saying he just hasn't done enough. Again, it's all lip service. But, John, do you think Mayor Tory, by asking the feds to get tough on bail, and especially when it comes to repeat offenders, no bail, to Kevin's point, uh, you know, is there any merit to what he's now asking? Well, I, I, I applaud him for asking. I think there might be constitutional issues, whether he can get it done at the federal level or anywhere else. I know that we tried as a government, and some of those, uh, some of those uh, laws that we uh, prescribed at the time have been rolled back. 
But I uh, I do like the fact that he's taking a get tough on crime. I like the appointment of more police on the streets. Uh, th- the same poll you're citing, though, said 84% of those who were surveyed feel safe in their neighborhoods. So, it you know, while we talk about places where people congregate, where you have, and that's what's going to attract that, uh, that fringe that uh, want to shoot up a neighborhood, uh, I think we need more police. We need more uh, crime prevention. Uh, I don't ascribe to social programs in this case, but uh, you don't. No, I don't. I I think uh, just putting creating more jobs for young people. That's an important part of what a government should be doing every day. But I don't think that is going to prevent the gangbangers and the crime the crime that uh, uh, draws these people out of the woodwork to uh, that shoots up neighborhoods or or becomes a problem for safety. Well, that's the interesting thing, because uh, that is a point of view that's uh, widely promulgated, mm-hmm. you know, in progressive precincts. A little bit of alliteration there for you, Kev. And I, uh, you, well, you can throw me on that list, actually, and on this one. I actually think there's some room for some pilot projects that we can mirror some of the projects in New York. Uh, uh, we may not be disagreeing. It depends on how we unpack this, John. This is going to be interesting. Both, both of you. Well, well uh, I actually think that you know we've got some cultural areas where educate. We, we've got children growing up in poverty, absent fathers, and, and and not encouraged to take education. And I think there'd be some merit in seeing some pilot projects that we could put uh, some of those kids back on the right path and hopefully not making choices to go down the path of crime. I'd be curious to see because some of those education programs in the states have worked successfully. Um, I'd be You're curious to mentorship see types of things. And that's that's part of it. Part uh, so there's also some special education programs where you take the kids and put them in special schools. We can call those teachers mentors of a kind. Um, and mentorship is part of it for especially for children absent father figures. So there's a, there's a couple things wrapped into those types of incentive programs. Part of which, of course, is also access to to, to jobs. Um, so I do think there's a few things that we could do, which isn't to suggest that we take our eye off the ball on the crime stuff because I'm a big fan of you know getting you know. Let's crack down on the criminals and let's support our police and let's get illegal guns off the streets and keep them from coming to the U.S. But I, but I do think there is some access to the social side that we could keep, keep an eye on. It's interesting. When you talk about taking these kids and uh, putting them into special schools or classes, uh, how young are you identifying these potentially problem youth? Uh, and then secondly, I mean, that might be a lot of youth because 72% of kids in a black community are born out of wedlock in the U.S. of A. So what do you? I mean, how do Short you answer really- is uh, I haven't looked at the report uh, recently. I don't know. Um, so I'm talking a bit out of my hat here. Uh, but I but I think there's room for us to explore some type of opportunity here to step it up a bit. All right, uh, and I'm for well, that. Let, too. let me take I, it away. A social work approach to this solving. I think this. there's a social conscience that's required here that that's important to uh, to help kids get jobs to to give kids mentorship and leadership and and show them the other side. But I think the criminal side, reducing crime. Increase policing, uh, you know, my... So you're, talk, that's kind of a blunderbuss approach. You're just spraying a woods and saying all, all these no, buttons I, need I to be pushed. I think they have to be very focused on what you're doing, yeah, I think, but, uh, but I think it's two very different uh, topics and two very different uh, agendas. All right. Uh, one is sort of uh, nipping it in the bud or doing it preemptively, and the other is after the fact. Yeah. Okay, let's come back. Uh, there are many more topics worthy of discussion in the hopper here on The Oakley Show with Kevin Gadette and John Carmichael. Uh, we'll get to those.